Did Season 5 expand your knowledge about primary care roles? Do you want a quick summary of what we learned? Are you interested in what Season 6 might hold? Yeah, me too. Welcome to Team Up, a podcast where we talk about team-based primary care in British Columbia. I'm Sarah, a medical anthropologist and team member in the Innovation Support Unit in the Department of Family Practice at the University of British Columbia. And I'm Morgan, a family doctor and also a team member in the Innovation Support Unit. So here we are wrapping up season five of the Team Up podcast. We are, Sarah, and I'm feeling really grateful for all the guests that have been here helping us learn throughout this whole season. You managed to pull in so many different talented people who were really committed to primary care. I totally agree, Morgan, and I feel like we got to talk to so many interesting people, which is one of my favorite things, and finally kind of being able to pull in all those different voices, which is something we've been talking about for a while and felt like we were really able to do this season. And, you know, also you, I, I still like talking about primary care with you after five seasons, so that's pretty good. Yeah, over 50 episodes now. I mean, I, I think I'd have to also really stress that, you know, compared to our earlier seasons, this really was a team effort for us here at the ISU. So special thanks to Joe and Erza for all their support with reviewing transcripts and pulling quotes and connecting with guests. And especially to Talal, who really volunteered to help out a bit at the start of the season and quickly became an instrumental part of our writing team. Absolutely. I mean, kudos for me too. To the team, they really stepped into this season. And Sarah, for you too, this was our biggest season yet, and it really came together. And it's only going to get bigger, right? (laughs) (laughs) But moving back to kind of season highlights, are there any specific highlights that jump out for you from this season, Morgan? Yeah, so I I obviously can't say the physician episode. That'd be just too obvious. Mm -hmm. Uh, But really, no, it it is hard to choose. And a couple do stand out for me in terms of what I learned. I think the social worker role from episode five, I've worked with social workers in different contexts, but not a lot in my own practice over the years. And I think it was really helpful and clear about how much a social worker is a connector within and beyond the primary care team. So I think that was one that stood out for me. MOAs also, I'm glad to bring them into the team more fully and highlight their roles. There's just so much they do. And often they don't get remembered and underutilized when we talk about team-based care. So, you know, kudos to all the MOAs that I've worked with, and I do value them in all the teams that I've worked with. They've been so important for my patients and helping me get through my day and my practice. How about you, Sarah? What jumped out for you? I agree. It's, it was really hard to choose. I think the episode on Indigenous Liaisons and Advocates, episode eight, was really full of so much learning. I just loved hearing from our two interviews there. And actually, episode two on patients was also, I just think, a great starting point for the season. And, you know, an important reminder about how we create teams that include patients, not just teams that serve patients. The nursing roles, both NP episode and the RN episode, and then pharmacists as drug therapy detectives. I loved that role description. So I think now I've probably talked about all of them because they were all great. (laughs) Yeah, I think, you know, me too for all those. I will selfishly also highlight the unicorn episode because we got to share a bit of the weird and wonderful things that people are doing to bring new roles into primary care. And I thought that that one was great as well. And then for this episode right now, this is just a short outro. We kind of want to highlight some of the themes and the learnings that emerged from this season. 
And, you know, as we went back through each episode and we found so much commonality, I think, across the episodes in terms of what we were recommending as action items or takeaways, roles are different, but how roles work in teams is really consistent. Yeah, I agree. I think sometimes I felt like we're repeating ourselves a little bit because it's the foundational parts. So let's go through some of the themes. What was the first theme you found, Sarah? So first, and I think this was the one we probably said the most over the season, was create opportunities for teams to work together on how they want to work together. This includes considering how spaces are designed, how team members work together to care for patients, how teams negotiate role overlap and get to know each other so that they're able to have those conversations and really support shared decision-making and planning. And I think the important part of the team working together is that that includes all team members, from MOAs to patients to clinical staff to administrative leads, and you know, really creating opportunities to pull everyone together. Right, and I think that's true from my experience. It's foundational to the team. And second, and kind of building on that, is that as you talk about working as a team, talking about our unique roles, our individual scopes of practice, and our interests, And then thinking about how that might extend the range of our practice, utilizing those unique skills and interests, and thinking about specific areas of scope. So that could actually change the way you provide service, but also the services you provide as a team. To figure that out, obviously the conversations and working together on how you want to work together, sometimes it's also role shadowing to actually see how things work. And we saw a couple of new roles doing that, like Priscilla, the genetic counselor. But I think it works in both directions if you have time, that those who are established could also shadow and see how new roles in the team are actually working so that you really understand as well. And I think over time, you're going to use that to identify different gaps and then new solutions. I think that's number two for me. Next, I think, is to really offer teams dedicated time to build relationships. And it's kind of like the first recommendation, creating opportunities to work together on how you want to work together. But I think that highlighting that relationship piece is so important. This is your typical kind of team building. It really enhances the quality of teamwork, but also the job satisfaction and well-being of team members, which we know is so important when we think about adaptive capacity and resilience. And particularly right now, we know things are very stretched in primary care. Having a team that is resilient and has those adaptive supports is more able to cope with change and be ready for sort of the next thing. And we are in this kind of primary care transformation, and that's an important piece. And Sarah, I think we really heard from the people who joined us on the podcast that by working in a team, they're still pretty enthused about working. And sure, we recruited people who volunteered to be interviewed, so they were keen. And I think the team helped people stay keen. The last thing's a little different for me, and it's thinking about situating you and and the team you're in within your local context, thinking about where you sit and the population you serve and where you are. For listeners in BC and across Canada, this means intentionally creating opportunities to learn and connect with local First Nations and making sure everyone has done personal learning on cultural safety, humility. Those parts are really important. Investing resources in roles to support Indigenous patients also incredibly important. And then thinking about how to do this well and intentionally in your practice and how you can further support the population and the community that you're in. Some of this, Sarah, actually goes into which roles to bring into the team if you're starting a new team, but then also how do you, within the existing team, serve the population better? 
I think so much of what jumps out to me here is the small changes that you can make to a clinical space to really make it more comfortable, more accessible for the population you're going to be serving, right? Yeah. And then I think the last thing, again, the best place to start is just to start. Yes. Start where you are. Just like we say with our patients, meet them where they're at. It's not about the last step. It's about the first step. It's the same for us in teams. Start where you are. So if you're just starting out, I think taking a small step towards team-based care by hiring a single role or doing a few shifts with a strong primary care team in your area to get that experience. Having a conversation with the people you're currently working with about working in a slightly different way. Or, you know, you can try using the new team effectiveness tool that we've now put up on teambasecarebc.ca. And that'll give you a sense of how your team is working from your perspective and highlight some potential areas to start new learning in. There's a lot of material on the website from the TBC Advisory Committee and from Health Quality BC, and it's available to anybody who wants to have a look. I think it's a great spot to learn. And I come back to what you suggested, just talk about how you want to work together differently with your existing team is a great place to start. So Sarah, now let's look ahead to season six before we wrap up season five. Now season six is still in development, but we're thinking about looking at models of primary care as the focus. We just did roles, but now we're going to shift more to the clinic model. We want to highlight some of the differences between all the different acronyms, urgent and primary care centers, community health centers, First Nations primary care clinics, patient medical homes, and then larger systems like primary care networks. So all these are different kinds of teams, and we want to maybe look at them and see what the differences are between them. And Morgan, I'm so excited about potentially sharing some of the stories from these clinics. I'm imagining popping into some team-based care clinics to record in-person parts of the next season. Mm. I've always wanted to do these deep dives into clinic settings. The ethnographer in me is very excited about this. I think this is a, an anthropologist's dream, right? Totally. Podcasts and ethnography together at last. So for us right now, we're going to start doing that deep dive. And that means taking a bit of a break from publishing episodes over the summer. And we look forward to season six this fall. In the meantime, if you have any ideas for us to explore on the podcast, or if you're part of a team that you would love to see highlighted in this next season, please reach out and let us know. If you think the ISU might be a good collaborator for an idea, a question, or a project in the primary care space, reach out to isu at familymed.ubc.ca. The ISU is always looking for collaborations. And if we aren't the right place for support, then we'll help try to figure out where's a good place to go. Thanks again for everyone who listens and see you in season six.